Thank you for joining us once again for Kingdom Rock Radio. Now here's a sample of today's broadcast. You ought to be teachers. By now you should have gone through this course of instruction. Uh, you should be at the place now where we can tell you these deeper spiritual things. Remember, if you would like to hear more about our ministry, just log on to KingdomRock.org. That's KingdomRock.org. Now sit back, relax, and enjoy the rich word of God. You don't expect them to have those bibs on, and you expect them to be on some solid food by now. But unfortunately, within the halls of the church, there are still individuals uh, that desire not that don't desire to grow. They want to stay in that infancy state, and uh, they're not ready for, for strong meat, not because it's not available, but because they have not made a decision to grow. Let's go to the book of First Peter, the second chapter. We'll start here, and I'm going to read this to you out of the Amplified Bible. Here again, we're speaking from the, uh, the subject, Is It Possible to Be Happy in Church? Subtitled, Confessions of the Immature Christian. Confessions of the Immature Christian. Now, there are about ten confessions uh, that I'm going to uh, give you, about ten confessions. You don't have to write this down. You can get the CD if you like to later. But here's some things that the immature say in church. Number one, they will say, I'm not being fed. Or, I'm not being used or used enough in church. They say things like, I don't feel like I am loved in my church. Or, I'm not growing. Uh, or they may say, they never call me to help with anything. Or, why am I always the last to be chosen? Or, why am I always the last to know? These are immature immature believers. Or, God will understand if I don't pay my tithes. If I don't have the money, God will understand. These are immature believers. And the last two things, I don't really have to go to church every Sunday. And the very last one, I love my pastor, but confessions of an immature believer. Now, God intended for us to grow. God intended for us to grow. Turn to your name and tell him, tell him God intended for you to grow. Okay. So if that is his intent. If we remain uh, in the infancy state or an infantile state, we are then in sin or in disobedience. Again, uh, let's look at first Peter, the second chapter. And I'm going to read this to you out of the Amplified Bible. And it says, so be done, so be done with every trace of wickedness, uh, depravity, malignancy, and all deceit and insincerity, pretense, hypocrisies, and grudges, envy, jealousy, and slander, and evil speaking of every kind. Like newborn babes, you should crave, thirst for, earnestly desire the pure, unadulterated spiritual milk that by it you may be nurtured and grow unto completed salvation, since you have already tasted uh, the goodness and kindness of the Lord. It is God's desire that we grow 
And we grow by ingesting or taking in the sincere milk of God's word, the sincere word of God. The Message Bible says it like this, uh, that the Lord wants us to mature, to grow up, to mature, and be whole in God. That's our, that's our destiny. That's why we come to church. That's why we get the word of God, to grow up, to mature, to become whole in God. We shouldn't, uh, 10 years down the road, we shouldn't be saying, I'm not being fed. Someone that confesses, I'm not being fed, does not know that they have their own Bible and can seek God for themselves. I'm not being fed. I'm not being used. These are individuals that are looking toward the pastorate to run their lives for them instead of looking to the Spirit of God uh, to lead them in the way that they should go. Are you with me? Now let's look at something else in Hebrews, the fifth chapter, Hebrews five, and we'll be here for the remainder of our uh, brief time today. Hebrews, the fifth chapter, and we'll be looking at this out of the uh, King James Version. We're going to get delivered today. Because no one should, no one should have these confessions within the house of the Lord, but people have left assemblies with these confessions. I'm just not being fed. I'm just not being used. I love the pastor, but you don't have to do all this. You don't have to do all of that. They're not taking responsibility for their own spiritual growth. You have to take responsibility for your own spiritual growth. It is the pastor uh, that is assigned to feed you, but the pastor will not open your mouth and shove the food in. Amen. There is a process of learning that every believer uh, needs to understand. And before we get uh, 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 Hebrews 5, let me give you this process of learning. There are four keys uh, to approaching the word of God in church. Four things. If you want to successfully, uh, successfully ingest the word or take the word in and apply it and use it, there are four things uh, that we have to consider. Number one, we have to be able to hear the word. That is, listen with the intent of doing or listening with the intent of responding. Listen with the intent, I'm going to have to do this. Unless we listen with that intent, we're not going to do it. It is if you go into, um, you, you, they hire you for a new job position. And the supervisor tells you, uh, he tells you what machine you're going to run if you're going to work in some type of factory. You're listening because you know that you're going to have to do this. So you're, you're really, you're, your ears are really perked up because in a minute the supervisor is going to be gone and you can be left with this machine. You're listening with the intent to do. But so often in the house of God, we hear, <sighs> leave the service and we may not take notes. We may not buy a CD or DVD. And God forbid if we miss service, you don't even care about what was said. There's no listening with the intent to do. Listen with the intent to do. I'm going to have to do this. This is why God has sent me in this assembly that I may hear the word and put that word in action. Now, if we cannot trust the individual that is in the pulpit, if we cannot trust their character, if we do not know that they are a mighty man or a mighty woman of God, if we do not know that they are called of God, then why are we being fools and sitting in the same place? Are you with me? If you can't trust 
And if you don't know God has called you to be there while you're sitting there, but if God has called you there and you know God has called you there and you know that you can trust the individual that is there through the spirit of God, then here with the intent of doing to sit by and hear and never do will put you in the same situation as those men in the scene there drinking with baby bottles. Can't take anything. Are you with me? Number one, we have to hear with the intent of doing. I'm hearing this because I know I'm going to have to do this. Number two, we have to learn, learn it through meditation, discussion, and review. Learn it through meditation, discussion, and review. That is after the word of God is gone forth. Let me meditate or think about what was being, what has been said. Let me think about it. Let me at least think about this thing. Think about it. And then, Let's go ahead and discuss it. Call a neighbor on the phone. What do you think about what the pastor said? Well, let's talk about, boy, the word was good today. Okay, why was it good? Let's talk about, let's discuss this. What did God say today? And how can we apply this to our lives? Let's discuss what's being said. But so often it's said and it falls to the ground before we even walk out the door. There's no meditation on what's been said. There's no thinking about it. There's no discussion about it. We may discuss more about what so-and-so was wearing than about what was said today in the scripture. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And let's review. We take notes. Let's review those notes. Let's go over them. Are you with me? So number one, we hear, we hear the word uh, with the intent of doing, of responding to it. Number two, we learn it through meditation. Let's think about it. Let's ponder on it. Let's consider it. Let's discuss it with others that were there. And the last part of that, let's review it. Let's go back to those scriptures. The third thing, uh, let's prove it through life application. Let's go out and do it. We've heard it. We've discussed it. We've meditated on it. We've talked about it uh, uh, with others. Uh, we have learned it, you know, and, uh, and now it's time for us to go and prove this thing. Prove it. The pastor's talked on uh, forgiving. He's, he's taught or, or, or she has taught on giving. Let's go out and prove it. They said, the Bible says about tithing. Well, let me go ahead and prove this thing. Let me put it into action. Let's take it off of the page and let's take it out of the surroundings of the church. Let's take it out of our Christianese language and let's go out and actually do what has been preached. And that adds another dimension of power altogether when we actually do it. Are you with me? So we go out and we do it through. This is through life application. I'm actually applying this to my life. I have ingested the word. I have I've taken it into me and now it is becoming a part of me. And I'm actually walking it out day by day. Hallelujah. And the final step is uh, after we have applied it to our lives. The final thing is we're going out to teach it, to transfer it or to interpret it, or to share it uh, with others. We're going to take the fruit of the wisdom that we have gained through this experience and share that with others. Now, when we can successfully do this, we can really say, you got something out of that. Now, when service, we can ask, and I've said it all, I don't know how many years I've said it, are you getting thing out of this? Are you getting anything? Are you getting anything? Are you getting anything? Are you, are you getting this? Are you getting this? Are you hearing? Are you hearing? Are you hearing? But we don't really know until you make it a step four. 
when we when you can go out and share your experiences here's the fruit of this i wasn't doing this but i heard the word i meditated on the word i discussed the word i got it in me then i began to do that thing and hey i'm telling you uh mr rutabaga it works i did this thing and it works and you ought to do that same thing too then we know that you have really heard the word of god hallelujah, hallelujah. Or we can just go and keep going like we're going. <sighs> Pastor's been studying. Pastor's been praying, seeking the face of God. It takes courage and boldness to come up and stand before people that's just going to look at you. Oh, is it over? Oh. <laughs> well, you want to eat after service. Let's go to Ryan's and talk about everything else other than the word of God. Oh, Jesus, don't run me out of here. Hebrews five. Let's go there. Now we have just a few more minutes to go. Hebrews five. I want you to see something here. Now, this this is just powerful and we cannot get to all of it today. But Hebrews five, uh, verse number nine. Let's go straight to the. Uh, rather verse eight, let's go to the straight to the skinny of it. Though he were a son yet learned he obedience by the things which he suffered. Talking about the Lord Jesus Christ. I believe we just mentioned that this morning. Verse nine and being made perfect, he became the author of eternal salvation unto all them that obey him. Called of God and high priest after the order of Melchizedek. Verse 11. Of whom we have many things to say and hard to be uttered, seeing ye are dull of hearing. We got many things that we can stay in verse 11. We may stay here for the remainder. I'm not sure. The apostles were saying, we got a lot, lot to say about the Lord Jesus. We have many things to say. Oh, so many great and mighty things. I'm telling you, the revelation is growing. It is, it, it, it is just mind-boggling the things that we want to tell you, but we can't. In fact, the Word of God says it's hard. It says it's hard for us to utter it. We want to give it to you, but it is hard for us to utter it. It is hard for us to say it. Now, the word hard in the Greek means um, hard to interpret or difficult to explain. You, I mean, the congregation, those that are listening, have made it difficult to explain the richness of God because the people have not decided to grow up. They have not decided to take the word of God into them and be serious about it. It's difficult for someone um, that, um, that may be, uh, let's, let's say, a college age, college age student, it's difficult for them to take a kindergarten and, and explain to them, uh, astrophysics. Because the kindergarten has not been through enough instruction yet. So it, it's difficult for me to explain it to you if you haven't gone through other, uh, methods of, of training. Now, I want you to see this. Let's look at this real good. I mean, I'm gonna ask that question. Is anybody getting anything out of this? Turn to your name and tell them, we'll see. Listen, now in verse number 11 again, it says, of whom we have many things to say and hard to be uttered, seeing you are dull of hearing. 
for when for the time you ought to be teachers. Now understand something. It says for when for the time you ought to be teachers or by now you ought to be teachers. By now you should have gone through this course of instruction. Uh, you should be at the place now where we can tell you these deeper spiritual things. By now you should have done that. Now it says for when for the time. Now this talks about uh, the apostles confidence in the teachers that are in that church. This talks about their confidence. That is, I know your pastor. I know your teachers. By now, you should have learned what they've been teaching you. This talks about a classroom type of experience where uh, learning is giving out. Words have been given and people have the opportunity to receive. In other words, you've been going to church for all these years and you still don't know this yet. You had opportunities to learn. I know your teachers or your pastors has been, have been, have been competent. They're not idiots and you're still not learning. So we coming now, we got a lot of stuff to tell you. I'm telling you, boy, ooh, what God want to do with you, but you made it hard for us to share with you because you have not applied yourself to learning. Oh, I pray you hear that. We must apply ourselves to learning. Spoon-fed, spoon-fed Christians won't carry the full weight of God's glory. Let me say that again. Spoon-fed Christians will not carry the weight of God's glory. We must apply ourselves to learning. Apply ourselves to instruction. Apply ourselves to wisdom, as the Bible declares in the book of Proverbs. There has to be an application. In other words, just hanging around the church, hanging around people of God will not get you to the full place where you're supposed to be. Are you with me? And so it says here, again, of whom we have many things to say and hard to be uttered, seeing ye are dull of hearing. Now, the word dull means uh, to be slow or sluggish, it means to be lazy or lacking in vigor or spirit or interest. He said, well, you, you are dull of hearing. In other words, you're not even interested in what I got to say. How often uh, are we in our churches and the pastors are preaching and the people are not in it, even interested in it, don't even want to hear it. But the time will come when God is faithful to give you out. He's faithful to usher out opportunities of higher things, things that will take you to higher levels, things that will take you from broke, busted and disgusted to being more than a conqueror in the levels of your finances, things that will take you to laying hands on the sick and seeing them recover and casting out devils and demons and, and having successful marriages and successful relationships. God says, I want to take you to a higher level. Now you've been here and I've assigned my men and women of God to bring you to the next level, but they can't get it to you because you have not applied yourself to learning. Are you hearing what's being said? You have to apply. You were in school. We're learning. Well, we're not talking about past. Don't teach that uh, in church. Well, you got your own Bible at home and the Holy Spirit is your teacher. And more than that, why can't you Saturday night or rather we say Sunday night begin to pray for the man of God all week long that he will give you that God will give to him what you need but is this thing foreign to the church today but no we'll just go into like it's a restaurant pull up a chair can I get a chair pull up a chair I'll get it here Get up a chair, just like at a restaurant. 
and sit down. <laughs> All right, preacher, feed me. And it better be good, too. Praise team, come on and sing. I don't like that. I ain't getting up from this chair until you say something I like. And then when my song, oh, that's my song. At that point, you're not worshiping Jesus. You're worshiping the song. Are you hearing what's being said? The church is not a restaurant. And we all can partner together, the congregation with the shepherd, the, the sheep with the shepherd in partner together. And we're praying, Lord God, let the word of God fall from our pastor's mouth. I mean, fill him up, Lord. Fill him up, Lord. Whatever you got to do, Lord. Whatever you got to do, but get him the word. Get him the word. I need it for me. I need it for my family. I'm going through something. Feed me, Lord. Feed me, Lord. Feed me, Lord. Whatever you got to do, let the word fall. We're praying that the man of God can't help but. And the word of God becomes easy. It becomes easy to interpret to the people. It becomes easy. But in this case, they were dull because they weren't interested. Just weren't interested. They didn't want to hear. It said they were dull of hearing. They really didn't want to hear it. And so when the true time was coming, because God is faithful to bring you a word that will blow your mind. And now it's time for trigonometry class. And now it's time for advanced algebra and all of that. But you weren't faithful to get the basic arithmetic. So you have no clue how to interpret this word. And so the only thing we can say was, whew, that show was a deep word. Whew. Who can understand that? Whew, I don't understand. Whew, that was just deep. Whew. You don't know how to apply it. You don't know how to put it into the equation. You don't know how to put it into formula. All we can say is it was deep. It was deep, deep, and you got absolutely nothing out of it. God was in the place, and you got nothing. The answer was there, and we got nothing because we did not apply ourselves to learning. There's more to this than this sitting and looking. If all we need in the church is, is flesh, flesh in the pews, then I can go to Piggly Wiggly and get a whole, go to the meat department and put a lot of meat in chairs. If that's all there is to it, it's to fill up the church with a bunch of meat. But we're not packing meat, are we? No, we're not. We're intelligent, born-again believers who must apply ourselves to learning because I'm telling you now, if you need me to prophesy to you, I'll prophesy to you. I'm telling you now, there will be times of refreshing, times of great wisdom that God will share for, and he's faithful to do this. Times that, that he will usher out a word from heaven that is meant to bring you out of that condition and bring you to deeper levels of abundance. But if you do not apply yourselves to learning, you're going to make it hard for the individual to give it to you. Hard for them to interpret it. And we'll say that God is not faithful. He saw me in it, but he's faithful. But will you be in the position to receive it when he sends it? Now, last thing we have more there, but we'll be able to go into all of that. Last thing, let's go to 1 Corinthians, the 13th chapter, and we'll stop here. 1 Corinthians, the 13th chapter. Some of you know where I'm going with this. 1 Corinthians 13, 11. 
The Lord loves you today. I'm telling you, he loves you more than you know. But I wonder how many of us are drinking out of a spiritual sippy cup. I wonder how many of us are still uh, still with the bottle. I wonder how many of us are still doing that after having been in church for 15, 20, 30 years. Still using a sippy cup. Because we have not applied ourselves to learning. 1 Corinthians 13, verse 11. One verse. It says, when I was a child, I spake as a child. I, I understood as a child. I fought as a child. But when I became a man, I put away childish things. Notice a few things here. He says, when I became a man. Now, he said, when I became a man, I put away childish things. This is not talking about, of course, you know, when we become men physically, we may put away childish things. But this is a definite article here. He's saying when he became a man, he put away those things. Becoming a man or become grown is a choice because there are still a lot of grown people that are still playing with childish things. Just because you get 21 does not mean that you're going to stop playing with this, that, and the other. This is a decision that you're going to have to make. Now I'm a man. Now I accept my responsibilities. Now I will own up to this. Now I know that I'm responsible for my own happiness and I don't have to depend on anybody else to make me happy. I can be happy just me and the Lord. I will take responsibility for my own growth and development and those that God puts in my presence I know they're meant to teach me and I will apply myself to learning and I will grow. I will develop I will mature and I will be made whole in God I'm not going to wait for somebody all around the world to teach me the Lord will teach me and he'll bring others in my presence that are needed see that that's becoming a man or we can just sit every Sunday alright pastor come on not having prayed not having fasted for the man of God. When you get to days where we fast for your pastor, is that a curse word? We fast and pray for the man of God to bring a word of God. We fast and pray that the Lord will send him another anointing, that the glory of God will be upon him, that he would accomplish his full vision, purpose, and plan. Is that a curse word in the house of God? Or are we still so consumed about me, mine, my foe, and no more, and my power bill? Is anybody hearing what we're saying to you? Something happens when the congregation empowers the preacher, empowers him through prayer fast, and puts some money in his hands. I know I better stop now. We understand he has bills, he has a home, he has a family. Lord, I don't have much, but what I have, I'll give. Here, Pastor, is five dollars. I bless you in Jesus' name. I'll be faithful with my five dollars. The Lord give me 50. Because I honor the gift of God that God has brought into my life. Is it possible to be happy in church? Oh, yes. But it's a decision that we're going to have to make. I pray you've heard the word of God today. We are done. Let's give the Lord a hand of praise. Remember, if you would like to hear more about our ministry, just log on to KingdomRock.org. That's KingdomRock.org.